It's recording. <laughs> That'll be a nice introduction. <laughs> um, so, hi, I'm hi. Rachel Young. Hi, Rachel. Um, I, I'm fine with like she, her pronouns. Um, at the moment, I'm calling myself a performance artist. Uh-huh. Yeah. Why just at the moment? Um, well, I mean, because it's been a long process to get okay. to kind of here. Okay. And also, but yeah, I feel that it's befitting of what I'm doing at the moment. Okay. Um, I'm currently touring nightclubbing. Uh, and I guess that work is quite interdisciplinary. Um, but I think that my work is... Yeah, I guess now it kind of mixes lots of things. There's text, there's movement, there's music. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is partly because I feel like I kind of come to a place where I'm like thinking about what it is I want to say and then what form I think that that would be best to kind of be, mm-hmm. to kind of sit within. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so as you know, the last show that I did before nightclubbing was out and yeah. that was really about me really wanting to kind of explore movement or that felt like some of the things in that work were really hard some of those conversations were hard to have mm-hmm. um, to vocalise so I instead chose to embody them yeah that's interesting so what what your intentions are will define the form of it um you, if like what informs the form of the piece is oh. what your intentions are yeah 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 i think i guess there was a lot of things kind of when i was exploring out which is kind of like there were a lot of cultural signif- uh, signifiers mm-hmm. um and which felt i guess that work that work was trying to break out of a box mm-hmm. um because i feel like culturally sometimes you're only allowed to be one thing um and so it was really important that I found a way to kind of explore that topic in a way that felt authentic, mm-hmm. um, but also uh, was kind of culturally specific. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but also felt like it could be accessible. Yeah. Um, and I feel like if I think about being like starting making work like years and years ago or if I feel like if I think about going back to drum school because that's where this all began and if you think about the parts that you get to play and if you're bringing yourself you bring yourself to that role mm-hmm. but oftentimes you're playing a part which have only been played by white people before you mm-hmm. and so that's it's quite hard to kind of navigate that and be yourself and you're like oh am I playing am I being Rachel playing white here do you know right, what I mean yeah 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 and, and actually it felt really important to kind of not do that. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm very proud of like my cultural heritage, mm-hmm. which is um, that my mum is from the Caribbean. Well, mm-hmm. was from the Caribbean. She's from a, an island called, uh, called St. Vincent. Mm-hmm. And my dad's Jamaican. And that is really quite, uh, there's even frictions within those two places, those two identities. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to be able to kind of bring those to the work mm-hmm. and be on a pl- apologetic for that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so, you know, a starting point was kind of like conversations with the person that I was making the work with at the time, which mm-hmm. was um, Dwayne, about like what it means to kind of be, what it means to be queer and what it mean, and what that means growing up in, um, yeah, growing, growing up with parents that are from the Caribbean mm-hmm. um, and how sometimes that's quite 
oppressive mm. in terms of the person that you can be in the public domain, mm-hmm. you know? Um, in terms of what people expect you to be? Yeah, in terms yeah. of what people expect you to be. Yeah. I mean, I could even go back to kind of saying that people don't expect that I, I should probably have a proper job, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but I've always kind of done my own thing. I remember when I was going to go to drama school in the first place, my mum said, you'll be back. And I said, no, I won't. <laughs> and off I went. Um, uh, now, unfortunately, my mum's not around anymore. I'm sure she'd be super proud because she'd be like, oh, you've managed to stick at something. That is great. Um, but yeah, I think there's a thing about people telling you can't and you're like, yes, I will. Yeah. I will do that. Yeah, yeah. And I just felt it was important to have these conversations because there were many people around me that have a similar experience to me. Mm-hmm. Um, I think of a certain generation, sort of my generation. I think younger people, maybe it's... I mean, I, I can't really speak to say that it's not as hard for them because I don't really know, but I feel like there's more visibility now, so I mm-hmm. hope that it's kind of easier. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was about being like, look, we exist, we are here. Yeah. Um, we're very much still connected to our culture and love being black, like I love, you know, obviously you know from casting the black spell yesterday, but like, <laughs> yeah, but also, there are many facets of that. Mm-hmm. There's no one way of being black. Yeah, of course. Yeah. And how do you find people's uh, reactions against the expectations when they saw the show? Um, Did that change for you? It was really, really nice, like having conversation with other POC people and them talking about the importance of that work for them. Yeah. It was really, really nice being, you know, you open that show opens with you kind of like our reimagining or our querying of a dance hall space mm-hmm. and people being able to kind of connect to that and see themselves within that mm-hmm. it feels like home almost yeah. you know so it was really nice to kind of have those key elements um that feel really specific and grounded in reality mm-hmm. but kind of queer in it all nice yeah nice. i think there's something interesting about me knowing lots of people that are like of a similar age of me as me and also from Nottingham and a lot of them have moved away from Nottingham and kind of come to London. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, here you all are. Here you are. Oh, hi, yeah, yeah. hi. Yeah, because everyone felt really kind of like restricted in terms of the person they could be when they were at home and here they're kind of living their lives and it's mm-hmm. fine and they're surrounding themselves with a community. Yeah. Like I feel like when I came here there was this like big POC community of queer people that I never even knew existed. Well, um, yeah. And so then it feels like it's not about coming home but it's about being like ah it's okay. Yeah. Not that it's not particularly that it wasn't but kind of just meeting those people um or, you know, being part of the community down here mm-hmm. has felt really, I don't know, I want to say empowering, but I don't think it, there's a better word to use than that. But yeah, just kind of helped me to be able to talk about all of this stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Because you were sort of an avenue to it. Yeah. yeah. So you felt like you didn't have that possibility in Nottingham. Yeah, definitely not. What was it about Nottingham that kind of stopped that? Oh, because I just feel like Nottingham's really small and everyone's in everyone's business and everybody knows everyone. I can't mm. go home without walking down the street and bunking into people. And that's really nice sometimes. Like, sometimes you want that. Sometimes yeah. it's nice to go home and feel that. But also there's something nice about being in a space that's away from all of that, the anonymity of that space, you yeah. know? 
and I always felt that from being in London the first time round. So this is like the second time I've lived in London. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just think in terms of your creative process, it kind of opens that all up. I don't know if I would be would have been able to make that piece of work mm. had I been had I made it in Nottingham. Yeah. Yeah. And with the team that you worked yeah. with. Yeah. Yeah. Also culturally, then outside of. Uh, uh, teams that you can gather or a context that you have communities to do mm-hmm. these, these works with uh, resources wise in terms of Nottingham yeah I mean yeah I mean Nottingham's great because there aren't so many of us there are more of us now but the, you know at the time there weren't so many artists doing things so it means you have access to more resources like uh-huh. you can get space really easily nice. like those things are new and people were interested in what I was doing obviously in London it's more difficult because there are so many more artists and there is you know there's less space generally Mm -hmm. and um, but at the same time what what moving brings about is like um, access to a whole bunch of other creative people that I wouldn't have been able to work with before because Mm -hmm. let's not forget when you're making work you're working though you apply for money they're always tight yeah so it's about what you can achieve and I think being here just made that easier yeah yeah because I'd already started to work with people that were from London so yeah um, and how did uh, did did you find differences in uh, reception of your work according to where you were like so because mm. out went on top of quite yeah. a while yeah I mean I think the greatest reception was Birmingham and that was because yeah. it was just full of POCs like yeah. and they read the work or they connect with the work in a different way they connect it, work is for everyone right I'm not yeah. saying it's not but of course yes I want to look back and see audience members that look like me different yeah. shades of like you know yeah, yeah. and so that was it was just like you could really kind of the buy-in at that point from the audience was really really great I've never had you know the section in the show where it's the oranges and normally that's really silent but it kind of like it it became this thing where it was almost like call and response like they totally engaged with that and it was really yeah it was Mm. really really amazing it was a really nice one to finish off the tour Mm. with yeah nice are you gonna go back to those places with oh my god I would love yeah I'd love to I'd love to hopefully with the next piece I'll be able to do that okay yeah um, so the uh, so a little bit about nightclubbing, which is a new piece, which I loved. That's <laughs> um, <laughs> so I'm a big fan. Uh, but I wonder if uh, before we go completely into the show, we could talk a little bit about we could talk a little bit about um, like the progression from out to nightclubbing. If yeah. if there was a personal progression, artistically and personally, mm. or if not, that's absolutely fine. I so. think both there was the answer to that is yeah there was like I mean personally out was me trying to kind of explore making works in different in a different way like exploring my practice like what and and when I started so actually started making the two works in tandem it was just that out kind of uh, moved quicker or I moved quicker on that piece of work because people were really interested in it and were like oh we're onto something here it was just an experiment to begin with but kind of the energy kind of a galvanized energy behind that piece of work and so that's the piece of work that we made first but I always knew that kind of out was pushing me in the direction that I wanted to go um, you know in terms of being an artist and it was kind of risky it was a risky move but I felt like it paid off Mm -hmm. Um, and it was about me exploring that territory so now um and one thing was about being unapologetic about for the, about the things that you have to say and that mm-hmm. largely sometimes you're going to make work that makes people feel uncomfortable but maybe that's okay because often yeah. I'm in work I go and see work and I feel uncomfortable um, 
but we um, but that shouldn't make us not make something yeah and tell me a little bit that a little bit that uncomfortable being uncomfortable when watching something yeah I mean because and it's a lot to do with like the stories that you when you don't see yourself Mm -hmm. like you know if I'm surrounded if you watch if turn on the TV or read a paper or generally media like uh, I think now it's it's changed but before there were not our stories and if they were our stories we were playing I don't know the drug dealer or the prostitute or you know and they weren't it's about complex characters it's about complex experience and mm-hmm. i feel like that's what these two works allow me to do yeah um yeah yeah okay um the what were your main influences for night clubbing hmm. it was kind of me being like oh i'm interested in i think the first thing was kind of this event that happened where these women hadn't been allowed to get into this club and I feel like the reason for that if we go back to kind of what I was saying earlier was these women's bodies were being policed in order to get into a space in their social time and I'd always felt that being in London was a freer place than being in other places where I'd been in the world so this was crazy to me that this could be happening and it was so blatant and also it was that blatant and that it kind of reached you know national press yeah um so that was one thing that I was interested in exploring. Can you just explain what happened? So basically, yeah. um, I think there were two women or three of them on a night out, and then two of them refused entry to a club because the cl- um, because they were deemed their skin was too dark, and one of them was apparently overweight. I don't know wow. how. Wow. I don't know how you yeah you classify that, and that that should be a reason that you're not allowed to have a night out. Um, yeah it's kind of like and i feel like that black women get a hard rap sometimes Mm -hmm. um i was saying to you before that this kind of like um idea of like the angry black woman or um yeah or when you think about kind of beauty standards Mm -hmm. maybe now things are beginning to change because we have access to we can create our own content Mm -hmm. content so Mm -hmm. more people are doing that and so Mm -hmm. therefore you have more opportunity to kind of see black women being um i mean i always think that black people black women are beautiful but like um that you that that those darker skinned black women are more present in the media and so therefore we kind of like acknowledge their existence Mm -hmm. Um, and they're not being overlooked. Mm-hmm. I mean, I talk about that in nightclub, and there's this weird thing that happens, I think, sometimes, yeah. when you're kind of like, you're either super invisible, or you're mm-hmm. kind of, you know, um, yeah, super invisible or hyper-visible. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's like a really weird place to be in. Mm. Um, and it's things like being, it's things like people only wanting to date you because you are, you are black. Mm. Yeah. 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 Or, or totally um, um, not on it, not ad, um, acknowledging your, um, not an, acknowledging or trivialising your experience because mm. you are black. Yeah. So these two yeah. kind of like juxtapositions yeah. that you're kind of like faced with frequently. Yeah. Yeah. And do you think you were, this is a sort of a, a, a parenthesis question, but I think it's it's interesting for us to kind of bring it up. Do you feel that that's that those situations and that uh, that experience also translates within the arts community, for instance. 
Um, <laughs> you don't have to dish names. I mean, yeah, I think so. I mean, there's been times before when mm. we've had conversations with all artists of colour that have said venues have been like, well, we don't need to programme that work because we've already got a black person in that season. That's yes. ridiculous because, um, you know, I can I can go to uh, watch a show and there's it's a whole season of, of work by white uh, white people. So. Yeah. Um, and they probably make this excuse because they'll say that the audiences are predominantly white, but until they start kind of programming more diverse work across the board, yeah. and that isn't just about putting kind of one show on and being yeah. like, yeah, we've ticked that box. It's about generally making a commitment to kind of being fairer mm-hmm. in the decision making mm-hmm. when it comes to putting work on. Yeah. Yeah. It, yeah. I was th- I, I, I constantly thinking about that, about because it's, it's that dirty word isn't it the representation but because it's so important at the same time this double-edged sword because it's used as a tool for very very privileged white men let's be honest to tick boxes and say no we're yeah, super no, diverse yeah. you know and yeah. actually when it comes to it um it has some counter effects that perhaps are not as yeah and know. similarly i mm. think there's a thing around like also i don't want to put i don't want to be programmed within a season where you're programming artists of color because yeah. that's not it and i don't want to be yeah. seen to be getting work because because you've identified that there's a um, there's a disparity with with you know mm-hmm. with the work that you program and i kind of just want the work to be programmed because the work is good and i feel yeah. like i'm really trying really really hard to make yeah. work that is good and can speak to a lot of people even if it is about my experience you know yeah or experiences of people like me yeah um, because you're a fucking artist right yes. <laughs> that's, that's yeah. what, like what you kind of have to say and have yeah. to explore right yeah um the next question is a little bit uh, uh, broader in the sense of um I just kind of wanted to touch on nightclubbing and the uh, influence that uh, Grace Jones and that seminal album had um, in you as an artist, but Mm. also in the making of the show. Um, And if you think that uh, this, the presence that this uh, album had at its time and Grace Jones had in culture, uh, how do you feel that it translates into now? Well, I mean, I feel like I've spent like probably the past two years kind of being um, interested in Grace Jones. And it's not to say that I wasn't interested in before, but I feel like growing up and seeing Grace Jones, she was kind of like this strange being to me. Like, you know, I've had lots of people say, oh, I was scared of her. But she, you know, I'd see her kind of being on TV and things and being really outspoken and being really intrigued by that. Um, and it isn't until kind of I get older and I think about what she stands for and who she is and at the time when she was kind of trying to you know break break through as it were Mm. that like the importance of of that and you can't I think you know the past kind of informs like where we go in the future but we kind of need to kind of respect those people that have gone before us and like yeah. the struggles that they've had to get to in order to kind of you know be who they are but yeah. i just um one of the things that i think that the work when i you know largely the work is about taking up space and that being okay yeah because i think when you are told that you're if you have an emotional response to something it's aggressive Mm -hmm. then all it 
it it kind of silences you or it says that that behavior is unacceptable or that you must keep a lid on things or that something is wrong with you mm-hmm. and i think there's nothing wrong with you because somebody else could have that same reaction to something and not be uh, demonized in the same way mm. um so for the work i've kind of like taken strength from grace jones but also it's about her whole aesthetic you know she's an artist you know mm-hmm. you know it's not just about the music it's about mm-hmm. the whole package yeah you know that she's you know she's a she's a brand i guess yeah. and um and she made a thing of this thing of like the difference was her strength she turned that difference the thing that people weren't sure about into a complete utter strength and yeah. kind of has ridden on that yeah this whole way yeah which i think is super exciting and it's still writing right yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it's still it new in many ways yeah. like it yeah. still feels unique yeah and i like i, I wonder if, if that's like a thing for you as a maker who who sees Grace Jones like the way I see it I think she's unique but then I question if that's my own bias and yeah. my own you know a, a descendant of colonial kind yeah. of look you know like yeah. I, I wonder if that's part of it that I just see Grace Jones as this example because she was the only one that we had for a long time yeah. <laughs> and now lots of artists will cite her as being their inspiration yeah. and she also knows that as well and some of those yeah, she's yeah. not happy with oh really like who <laughs> I think she didn't particularly like that lady she thinks Lady Gaga was kind of like totally oh, yeah. I mean ripping, ripping she was an Ikea off, version but, you know, of Grace Jones come on you know versus what like I don't know John Lewis <laughs> shows my very uh, bad knowledge of like where you get great headwear stuff from but anyway yeah. but um yeah and she's kind of still doing that and i think the work isn't about like it's just look it's not about it's not about impersonating her it's more mm-hmm. about kind of using her as a filter to kind of see the world yeah um and yeah and and stand mm-hmm. out mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. it's not about like hiding in the back yeah. and being sorry for being making excuses I'm sorry for kind of being here it's about stepping forward and being like no look here I am yeah and I think without with this work there's this whole thing around black bodies and about us being able to kind of present them in a way that feels authentic to us yeah and we decide how they're seen how they you know mm-hmm. um how they will move in a space mm. um and that's not dictated to us from someone else yeah um, and how so thinking about uh, all of this about Chris Jones and the impact this has on you yeah. I kind of wanted to think about how uh, it ha- has the world changed in many ways thinking about when you know when the Ad 7 album came out Gosh. and the space that you created are we still trying to make spaces and and that's such a hard and also kind of depressing question because also i'd like to say that yeah it has and of course maybe it has in small ways but not as much as it should have yeah i think that's the thing yeah i feel like there's this movement that's happening at the moment and you can feel it you Mm. can feel it you know that i feel like artists of color are are really trying to like galvanize energy from each other and they're being like hey we're here and we have this thing to say yeah and we're not and, and we're using our artistry to say it yeah you know yeah. um and then you know and people are kind of getting behind that mm-hmm. maybe 
it's hard when I was making this work to be like, mm, are people ready? <laughs> um, yeah. And am I going to ruffle a few feathers with it? Mm-hmm. And evidently, maybe it will do, but also maybe those feathers need to be ruffled because they've been sitting pretty for a long time and it's about kind of like looking at yourself. I've been made to look at myself all the time. Yeah. And, you know, am I doing right? Am I doing wrong? And, you know, um, look at my behaviours. Yeah. You know, um within this kind of white supremacist world yeah and and so now it's about kind of i think it's about like this this thing of people being accountable and everyone taking some responsibility for stuff it's not all on us yeah to kind of be teaching or be yeah it's not yeah it's not about just us trying to improve things everyone kind of needs to play a part in that yeah and i think maybe that's kind of what this movement is is about or feels like to me mm-hmm. um i'm not you know i'm not up there with your nominees or your solanges or your grace jones or anyone right. like that you know or your Glovers, you know i'm i'm just kind of a person i'm just a just a woman from nottingham <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. doing doing small things but i think mm. it's all part of like how we move forward yeah yeah of course then also theater is a is, a, is a, an expression of goes in one's life, right? Yeah. Like in one, in how we see the world. So. Yeah, definitely. And it, you might not be selling stadiums, not yet. Not yet. Not, not yet. yet. <laughs> so, so stadiums like Grace Jones, but like you are having influence. I mean, I saw it last night in the show. There was, mm. you know, plenty of people in the room who were black, who identified as black, and yeah. kind of felt super empowered by that final yeah. moment, which I won't yeah. spoil it because yeah. you need to come see it. Exactly. Uh, yeah, <laughs> just seeing those faces yeah. look back at you, and you can see like, yeah, it feels like the same moment as like pictures that I've seen of these kids, and I keep talking about these these kids that go and see Black Panther and their faces yeah. like, you just kind of it's that same thing mm. oh shit this is for us yeah you know yeah yeah um the f-u-b-u yeah, <laughs> yeah. Is, that, is that how you say it f-u-b-u fubu fubu the for us by us is another thing yeah. yeah yeah so like yeah so that is you know i'm hoping that everyone can kind of come and enjoy it and take something away from it mm. um and if it ruffles their feathers they have to ask themselves why exactly that is um because I'm only talking about our truths, you know? Yeah. And, um, but also lots of people that came so are like, oh, you know, um, and not just black people, not just people of color, just felt like they were kind of like, they were ready. They'd kind of been energized. They're at, you know, they're at a point where that's the thing where we need to be kind of at this point where we're like, okay, and what next? Yeah. You know, yeah. how do we, how can we type, take this energy yeah. off? into the world yeah if don't sound a bit like Kanye then <laughs> <laughs> oh god <laughs> do you think you did no 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 just to come back on a little point that you that you were talking about earlier and it was one of the like I, I feel for me it was one of the things that really kind of uh, caught my attention in the show last night which is this kind of dichotomy between invisibility and visibility and hypervisibility right mm-hmm. it's not dichotomy because it's three things uh, <laughs> but you know what I mean like yeah. ha- being completely invisible and then uh, 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 being hypervisible yeah. like how the fuck do we sit in the middle and like for you as an artist and as a queer person of colour um, how how do you navigate that like because it's 
summer. <laughs> I don't even know. Yeah. Like, how do I? It's funny that you should say that because I guess like I don't want to talk too much about what this. So... <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to do spoilers. Don't but, um... <sighs> I don't necessarily have an answer to that question. I think it's just about kind of like. Yeah, I mean, it's it's largely kind of creating that space through my work. Mm-hmm. Um, it's about visibility. Mm-hmm. Um, it's I guess it's having the strength to call people out, but it's also it's also about picking your it's also about picking your battles, isn't it? Really, because mm. it's tiring sometimes. Yeah. Like I think that's the thing when we create work that's like so that we believe in and is so close to like all of our politics and, and this kind of thing that sometimes like yeah. that is quite tiring so I suppose also that's about taking care of yourself you know? yeah of course because I think like I was thinking so much about it last night on the train home because it was like actually if you look at specific communities uh, like the transgender community which is a massive debate going on at the moment mm-hmm. as if this was a fucking debate but you know that the, the, there is a debate existing. Yeah. That just require like that this hypervisibility is demanding so much from communities that are often very oppressed. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like. Yeah, and they're very vulnerable. Yeah. And it's like you know we want you to speak, and then what aftercare are you going to give us when you kind of put us in the spotlight? And exactly. this is what I mean about it. Sometimes you have to be like, I have to step away from that particular thing mm-hmm. because I can't to do it is not looking after myself yeah. so it's about choosing how yeah um how and when you kind of make these stands you know yeah can you share with us any if you, if you don't want to that's absolutely mm-hmm. fine uh any methodologies of care that you might use in your work that others might want to employ i guess yeah i don't know i think it's like having good people around you yeah um one um and there's a thing about taking I think space and, mm-hmm. and time and I know there's been lots of talk with artists about like how we kind of put structures of care into mm-hmm. kind of you know when we are you know when venues are programming or when we are making making the work um, because often it's about how deep you go Mm-hmm. There's a thing about like putting people's trauma in front of an audience and that being entertaining, but it shouldn't be. It's not. Oh, isn't that sad for that person? It's not. Can I explain this? It's about. I think you get to choose as well as the artist how far you're willing to go with that. Mm-hmm. Um, but sometimes maybe I just want to make a piece of work about riding a big red bike or I don't know something about love or I don't know I don't know. Yeah. But you know. It doesn't hoy, it doesn't I'm making this work now, no one's told me to, it's what I feel passionate to make, it's what I yeah. wanna say right now. But in the yeah. future, who knows what I might be passionate about. Yeah. I might be passionate about making eggs. <laughs> Bjork did a video out of it. Yeah, 
So, uh, what's next for Rachel Young? Oh my goodness. <laughs> well, you know what, Salva? I was like totally in this like crazed place of making this work where I couldn't see anything else but this show. And I was like, yeah. oh, I'm never going to make anything there again. And then I think we had like our second, we had the second show in Manchester. And I was like, oh, I can see again. Maybe I can start to think about what I might want to do yet. I don't know what that is. Okay. But for the moment, I guess it's just going to be like touring this show. Yeah. Um, and then we will we will see. Okay. Yeah. Okay. What's yeah. this space? What's this space? Is any actually this could be quite a nice question. Is there any artists out there at the moment that you think are awesome and you'd like to highlight? Uh, yeah. Can I be like? Issa Rae went to what did she go to was it the Oscars or something and they were like who are you rooting for and she was like all the black people oh yeah so I guess Rae. like yeah yeah so I feel yeah. like I'm just rooting for all the POCs out yeah. there making work I feel like we need to galvanise that energy so that's who I would say there's no one all of you are amazing yeah, yeah. good yeah. good answer <laughs> okay thank you very much Rachel thank you that wasn't too bad no it was great that was good